Welcome to Comedians After Hours with your hosts, Willis and Veer. Hello, I'm Adam Willis. I'm George Veer. And I'm Ian Coulter. And welcome to another episode of Comedians After Hours Live. Uh, we're here um, at the Underbelly George Square again at the Wee Coo, um, as part of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and we're here with comedian George Egg. Woo! Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> as we say, as the irons start smoking. Um, so we've got quite an, quite an interesting one today. Uh, me and Adam and Ian are sitting in the audience, uh, and on stage we have George Egg, who's sitting on a, on a table, in front of a table, with two irons that are smoking quite a lot. Yep. You look incredibly on- ominous. Well, do, you feel, do you feel kind of vulnerable, everyone, all of us looking at you, asking you questions, or do you feel No, I don't, I don't mind that, because I'm used to being, uh, yes, you yes, know... Yeah the one being looked at on stage <laughs> but the table is new and i like that <laughs> sitting at it i feel quite sort of like an anchor you know <laughs> kind of like it's my show yeah. which i don't mind well it is for the next few minutes it is yeah. for a bit isn't it yes so what are you going to do for us today i'm going to do a uh i'm going to cook some pancakes on some irons um Ooh. i uh i did a show a few years ago called anarchist cook which was about how to cook in a hotel room. So hence having things like Gideon Bibles, which you can do that with and then uh, make a little sort of trivet, you see, to, uh, to cook on, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's not bad, as I know. We probably, because it's going to be audio, we yes. should just, yeah, you, yeah. you should say what I've done oh, there, I suppose. Um, really he's other. opened some books and put some irons in it. Ah. So, so I'm going to, uh, yeah, I, I did, I started, um, I've been a comedian for about 20, 20 years or so, and uh, I said, this is a little teapot, but there's a, a little, it's only the shells gone on the floor. I've got <laughs> okay. a, little, a little hotel teapot here, which I'm just uh, beating some uh, beating some egg in, and then I'm going to add, it's got a bit, we want to beat out the, you know, get the, the docky bit so it's nice. For some reason, the noise of that is hilarious. Through it's this. nice, I don't know it's, quite, it's, so quite, it's quite sort of, you know, whimsical. And then some flour as well. Anyway, um, I started this, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I was staying in hotels a lot and um, being hungry and, you know, feeling a bit mischievous after doing stand-up <laughs> gigs. And I've been into cooking for as long as I've been into, you know, doing comedy. And I started experimenting in the hotel room, seeing the sort of stuff I could cook in there and uh, made some little films of it. And, um, and then from that, it, it became, a, became a live show. Some milk is going in now. Little, the little sachets of milk that you get. You can get, you can pinch these from the um, the breakfast room. They have lots of, they have things like little milks. They have. Uh, it makes me think of little chefs. Yeah, that's a little chef. You can take them from, yeah. a little, from a little show. There's no signs anywhere in those sorts of places saying you're not allowed to take them. <laughs> so you can help yourself. And if someone does come up to you and says, "What do you think you're doing?" You just say, "I'm diabetic," and they'll I mean, go, "All right." Like, I, don't I don't know what it means. They, they don't either. So uh, I'd argue there's lots of places where there's not a sign saying "Don't steal the stuff." No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the right consistency with this. Hmm. So I started the first thing I did. I started out doing um, hummus and pitta. Yeah, fancied some hummus and pitta, and I I, I realised that if you if you iron pitta bread, it puffs up like it does when you put it under a hot grill. Yeah, <laughs> if you wet it, it works even better. Or if you if you've got a steam iron, you press the press the button and then puff up like. George Pick. Like Eamon Holmes's colon Boxing Day morning, big and fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paninis? Like paninis? I love a good panini, yeah. George. Just get a submarine roll or a bridge roll. Um, slice it in half, fill it up with grated cheese, maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, uh, onion, shallot, yeah, tomato, something like that. And then it's you you want to put pressure on it, squash it, squash it down hard, 
and then the cheese melts through. If you want to get the lines, you get the lines on a panini, you just like that, <laughs> the way along. The side of the iron, that's great. These are set to linens, by the way, just in case people want to recreate this. <laughs> you'll notice, look, you'll notice that I apply mm. quite a generous amount of butter mm. to the hot plates. What? It's important you do that, otherwise the, the pancake mixture can, can stick and that could, that could damage the equipment. And uh, you don't want to do, so you want to think bizarre. about the next person who's, um, who's going to stay in there, don't you? So there we go. Got these going. There's now uh, some mixture has been put onto the iron. Some nice, nice pancake batter. Mm. There we go. On it goes. So go on, ask me some questions, gentlemen, while I, <laughs> while I cook. Adam, ask me, ask Where? me some questions. Ask me. How how much stuff did you break working out that you could do this? You must surely it must cost a lot of money. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I have broken things in hotel. I mean, I've been, I've been pretty good, and you know, tried to clean up stuff as best I can. I've not been banned from any hotels like, yet. How many irons? Just, uh, just irons alone have you broken? All right, I'll tell you, uh, and being <laughs> sort of out, out of the you know, comedy side of things, these irons, I can't believe these. I've had these ones for about... So I'm just amazed that this, the, the pancake I've made there looks like, um, looks like the, the British Isles. I'll show you in a minute. <laughs> I'll hold it up. It's never done that before. Um, uh, these irons cost four pounds each from Asda, and I've used them for about two years, <laughs> and they're still fine. Excellent. Isn't that absurd? Come I mean, on, who's Asda. who's making them for four pounds each? It's, it's criminal, isn't it, really? Who's making right. them pancake batter-proof? I know. Well, they're sort of Teflon-coated, aren't they? <laughs> I'm going to actually have to stand up to flip this, because okay. I don't normally right. okay. don't normally sit down. But, um, oh. Oh, come oh. on, ready? There you oh. go. Nice, and the other one. A nice bit of audience participation as well. Go. That's good. <laughs> mm. All right. So what's the, most, what's the most expensive thing you've broken in your own home or in a hotel room? Um, I, haven't really, I haven't really broken anything. I've found that most things just work. I mean, the, the <laughs> show I'm doing now, so this is a little, this is a, a recipe from, from the first show, which was Anarchist Cook, which was how to cook in a hotel room. The show I'm doing here... This year is called DIY Chef, so that is set in a shed and it's cooking with power tools, um, which are which are expensive. <laughs> but yeah, they've they've all they've all survived the the process so far. Um, I don't know what the thing's called. But I loved the the trailer thing you use to cook the mussels in. Right. Yeah. That was, what's oh, that? Yeah. What's that called? Uh, that's an Energy En four eight four. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a wallpaper stripper. You know, you get your, your wallpaper stripper with the big plastic chamber that you fill up with water with a heating element in. That boils, the steam goes up the hose, you've got the paddle, and you can hold that against things and steam them. So in my in my show, DIY Chef, I, I steam... Um, uh, well, in the little trailer that, that George is talking about there, I, I steam mussels. I put white, white wine in the, in the thing instead of water. So that boils, so you get the steam from the wine, which is nicer to steam the mussels open. But in the show, I do kippers and eggs, and that's the, the breakfast dish. Hmm. So is it a lot of trial and error, or mostly the things you think will work will work? Um, no, it's a lot of trial and error. So, so developing uh, DIY Chef, the one I'm doing here, here now, uh, uh, this fringe, um, yeah, it was just basically lots of, lots of playing around in my house with, with tools, buying stuff on Amazon, Making my wife despair, <laughs> thinking, "What's he doing? What's he doing with the money?" And uh, yeah, and this just playing around, trying. You know, some things work better than others. Um, I've tried scallops with a hot air gun. It was all right. It took a bit too <laughs> long for the show. Um, 
Yeah, all sorts. Rabbit. Try cooking some rabbit. Ooh. Yeah, it was all right. Was there anything that worked logistically? All of the sort of uh, fun, like playing around with the implements bit worked, but it just tasted shit. Um, no, no, it all tasted really good. I mean, I'm really <laughs> seriously. I'm, 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 I'm like super into cooking. I really am. I mean, if I wasn't about, I don't know, six, about similar sort of time to when I when I started developing the the cooking and hotel show. Um, I'm going to do some bacon with these. Fancy some bacon with them? Yeah. It's going to make this room smell yeah. incredible, I promise. There's a big bit there. Might be a bit too big. Hold on, that's okay. two pieces. Let's um, hear the sizzle. This is going to sound great. You ready? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hey, how about that? <laughs> um, I forgot what the question was. Well, Sorry. I, I, I wanted to asking. ask you, where, d where did your passion for cooking come, in, come from? Um, when did that start? I don't know. My dad did all the cooking at home. And I've always been into cooking at home, as so has my brother. So it's always been the males in our family. Um, but uh, no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, about about six years ago, I kind of really contemplated giving up doing comedy and opening a cafe okay. instead, and because uh -huh. um, I'm so into it. And then this kind of developed out of it, and it's it's really it seems to have really worked as a as a thing, um, sort of combining two passions and and turning it into a show. Because I think when I do the cooking on stage in the in my my show that I'm doing here, it's um, the passion really comes across. You're getting the smells. It smells good, I'm, doesn't it? I'm finding it incredibly I'm distracting. I'm, I'm as, you're, as you're making eye contact with me in the interview, there's a plume of smoke <laughs> going up in front of you. Isn't there? Face. I wonder if they've got a uh, smoke alarm in here. Is that going to... Find out, won't we? Uh, Dun Duncan's shaking his head. Oh, All right, good. Good. Good, 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 good. That's worrying. What do you mean there's no smoke alarm in here? <laughs> I'm really cheap. I think I'll do some nuts with these as well. I've got some hazelnuts. Mm. And uh, I think nuts... And bacon will be nice, and I've got some syrup as well, so it's mm -hmm. going to be quite decadent. Um, the good thing about the hazelnuts, if you watch this, look, is they sit on the uh, on the steam holes, and they don't <laughs> and they don't roll off. <laughs> they look like uh, birds flying south for the winter. All the red arrows, either works. Good. On they go. Um, Ian, would you like to ask your first question? Is that even working? Yes. yes. The smell of bacon is really coming through now. It's lovely, isn't it? Yep. The meanest dish I can cook using unconventional things. Uh, yeah. Or or just generally. Whatever you want. Meanest, Both. as in like cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like a really good burger. Mm -hmm. That's quite cool, isn't it? Quite sort of, you know, yeah. pulled pork. That is cool. It's <laughs> trendy these days. Yeah, it's very pork. in, isn't yeah. it? It's very hip. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm really into everything. I mean, I, d I, don't, I don't have a, a signature dish or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What do you like? What's your favourite food? Um, I really like pancakes, actually. <laughs> oh. <So laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Then today it's pancakes. I'll tell you, Ian makes a really good mm. banana pancake. Oh, yeah. They're I okay. Mm. <laughs> Shut up. What was that? <laughs> He said they were, Adam mumbled they're okay. They're excellent. <laughs> you really enjoyed them when I made them for you. you. I'll be honest, I've never tried them. But I thought I, I made them for you once. Gag. Do you I use banana <laughs> to like banana to sort of thicken the batter? Is yeah. that that's mm. yeah, like mashed up banana? It's really good. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's good. really good. Thanks, George. These are nearly right. these are nearly nearly ready. Who's going to try them? Well, I'm sure we can like yeah, you know, good. split them into enough. At we? your own risk, we've got to say that. Oh, that does smell good. We've it? got to um in the the show I'm doing. I'm doing it over at the uh, the Piccolo in. Uh, you know, assembly over there. 
and uh, they're really concerned there about the health and safety mm -hmm. and everything. And we've had to do this thing at the beginning of the show saying, warning, this show contains... And it's great because we've just got a list of everything because it does contain everything. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I have to do an announcement on the microphone saying, uh, warning before the show begins, uh, just make you aware that it contains nuts, hazelnuts, <laughs> uh, gluten, sugar, dairy, eggs, meat, fish, <laughs> and poetry. <laughs> <laughs> right, look, this is, this, is, this is done. What we'll do, mm -hmm. um, hold on, I'll put the bacon on there. Mm -hmm. I think that's crisp. I'll just let that crisp a tiny bit more. Mm -hmm. And uh, the nuts need... Um, Need crushing, so what okay. I do, what I do in the show is I, I have another Gideon Bible from staying in lots of hotels. Okay, holy we just, Bible. We just sweep those the into Bible. the into the into the pages like that, and then put it down mm -hmm. and stamp <laughs> and stamp on the Holy Bible. Yeah, stamp on the Holy Bible, and uh, <laughs> and then perfectly crushed <laughs> nuts. Look at that! Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that lovely? All right, and a bit of syrup as well. Mm -hmm. I have a joke in the show where I say. Um, uh, I hope you don't mind me doing that with the Bible. Uh, the way I see it, I kind of figure if there is a God, she's not going to mind. Because <laughs> women love puddings. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. And I say that's a bit sexist. Most women. All right. Let's put the syrup on and... Um, and then someone can tuck in, and then, right. we're, then, we're, then we're done with the cooking. Right. The syrup's got a joke on as well. It says, flipping good pancakes. Oh, yeah. Is that a joke? That's, yeah. Their, that's their joke. You flip oh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get that. It's ridiculous. Right. Bacon. Okay. Oh, my God. This is going to be really good. British Isles. Yeah, yeah. Where's that one gone? Oh, it's somewhere in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. The no, it's under there. Oh, do you want to see it? Yeah. The one. Well, I thought it looked a bit like it. Wait a minute. It might be quite hard. I don't want to spoil yeah, the display. It was looking quite good, but... Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a bit, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. a little bit yeah. like a sort of stout stout UK. Okay. okay. Cool. Adam, do you want to like um, take it around? Yeah, yeah take it yeah, around. I've got a clean a... fork. All right. I'll turn the irons off and then Adam's we can... Adam's uh, uh, bringing round the pancakes. By the way, everyone, this is happening. This is real. This isn't a dream. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Take it away. That was excellent. Lovely. Well, thank you. That was there's excellent. The there's the cooking. There's the... What a little bit of cooking. What a gorgeous smell. Is this going to feed like a thousand people? Yeah. Probably not a thousand. Last. Why make don't you last. give everyone that wants a little bit, a little bit? Make it last like Christ would. Quite weird. As long as they don't they mind sharing a fork. That's yeah, a bit, just sort of pass it round. That's yeah. quite unhygienic. It's going to be difficult oh, to um, we have a knife. cut the bacon. I've, I've I mean, got can a, you have a knife? I've got a knife. Oh, yeah, you can have a knife. All right. It's only <laughs> had batter on it. so It's only had batter on it. It's all right. I haven't licked it or anything. Oh, there you go. go there on. we go. Just pass that round. Have a little bit. There we go. It's not bad, is it? So what was the... I feel like we should talk while this is happening. Okay. <laughs> might be a little uninteresting. Um, so what was the... Uh, you said you, you were considering quitting stand-up and, and opening a cafe. Yeah. What, what made you think... I'm sure you get asked this all the time. What made you think of bringing this on stage? Actually, it was... Um, I have another comedian to thank for that. Okay. I, um, so I've been doing for uh, a number of years Robin mm -hmm. Ince's Christmas mm -hmm. shows. He, he does these uh, shows called Nine Lessons and Carols for Godless People, which are these kind of science variety nights uh, at Christmas time where he has, you know, people doing kind of 10 minute spots, doing stand up and music and, and doing like mini lectures sort of science mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, and I'd done those for a few years doing bits of my normal stand up. Uh, and there was a year when he was doing 10 of them and I just wanted to do all, all 10 because it was really nice to be part of the team. <laughs> I said, can I? And he said, uh, if you come up with something new and I've done these little films mm -hmm. of me cooking in hotels. And so I thought, well, I'll turn it into a, into a live thing, so mm -hmm. I did a sort of, you know, 
slightly more theatrical version of what I've just done. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it worked really well. And then off the back of that, people were saying, well, why don't you turn it into a, mm -hmm. into a solo show? Mm. And uh, so, yeah, so it was, it was him making me do something new. <laughs> and what, what do you think is it, what do you think the, the appeal is? Uh, for an audience member, what do you think they get that they wouldn't get from another another sort of stand-up show? Um, I suppose, well, for a start, it's it's different. You yeah. know, there's no one there's no one doing that. I mean, it kind of appeals to everyone. So distracted by the pancakes, going, well, are there going to be any left? I want to get. <laughs> are here. they making their way around? Is the bacon all going to go? Oh, they're over there now. How is it, by <laughs> the way? How's the food? It's all right, isn't it? Hey, right, hey, not bad. Um, uh, I forgot what we were, what we were saying. Uh, just about the, the appeal of the show. And the oh, yeah. So I think, uh, I suppose it appeals to people who are into food as much mm -hmm. as into comedy. Um, so I kind of, you know, I'll get, you know, both those audiences. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I I hope that when I perform it, I I'm, I mean, I'm so into cooking. When I do yeah. the show, I'm really, I get really passionate about mm -hmm. it. I'm really kind of enthusiastic, more so than doing my stand-up. So I guess that, that's appealing for an yeah. audience kind of going, this guy's really, you know, really into it. What's happening here behind me now? <laughs> oh, you're still waiting. He's making his way. There's still quite a bit left. <laughs> Who's eating it all? You two. <laughs> uh, um, I think we should have a quite a little switch around while the pancakes are just finishing up. We're going to okay, move on stage. So there's a bit more room. Yeah. Uh, all right. So do you want to bring those two chairs out? George, if you wouldn't mind coming out from behind yep. the table, we'll push the thing back. Do you want to play some music here while we're doing this? <laughs> Yeah, so we're now moving around the, uh, tables and stuff, so we thought it was a good time to have a little break. Uh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one was really, really exciting. Yeah. And, like, this is your birth. Mm. I think it's been, that's been clarified. Birthday. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. It was like the thing he made, the pancake, was handed round about 50 people, and then yeah. they, they asked me if I wanted it. I was like, no, because about 50 other people have That's one of that my fork. biggest regrets in life, not having a bit of that pancake. It, I don't believe uh, that can't be true. Yeah, it is. Uh, what about all related. the like shit you've done? Yeah, I, I regret that too. Opportunities you've wasted because yeah, of laziness and stupidity. I regret <laughs> wasting all these opportunities because <laughs> of my laziness and stupidity. But I also regret not eating being too lazy and stupid to have that pancake. Adam no, doesn't have germs. an agent because of moral reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, right, yeah, should we do so our shtick? What's that? What do we need to say to the? Oh well, I think uh, uh, arguably the most important thing is that tomorrow, oh yeah, onwards we've got a fucking show in London. Thanks to everyone that came to the Reese James podcast. Yeah, um, thank you. Nice season, people there. All of you. Um, but now you must come back again because <laughs> tomorrow, onwards. So from the seventh of February to the sixteenth of February, with some days off in between, yep. we are performing our comedy farce, a serious play about World War Two at the King's Head in Islington. Now, listen, right? Come to that. It's gone pretty intense. Right. Yeah, bring friends. Bring friends. Bring partners Family. of whatever yeah. sexuality you are. Honestly, whatever's fine by uh, us. Honestly, we don't, we don't really give a shit who you bring. Just bring no. someone. It doesn't um, matter where they come from, or who they are. Yeah, we'll take come anyone. along to the our show. It's really good. It is honestly worth the however much money the tickets are. Um, <laughs> it's not important how much the tickets <laughs> come are. Come on, don't important. worry about that. Willisandvere.com forward slash live. It's probably the last chance to see it in a while. Um, so yeah, please do come along. It's a great show. You know, Make come along. The happiest people in the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, but but for now, back to our podcast with George Egg. Lad. Enjoy. <laughs> and now we're on the stage. Brilliant. 
There you Woo! go. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yep, I'm still here. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um. Why? Why did you move from um circus per- performance and from uh, street performance to stand up? Um. That well, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That was years ago. Um. I think it was. Uh. I was doing. They're they're, they're really different. Uh. Ways of performing. I think the whole sort of doing a, a street show, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I started doing. I worked in Covent Garden first of all for for sort of three or four years. Um, is about doing one thing and really drawing it out and kind yeah. of not not you know teasing the audience that something's going to happen mm. so that they don't walk away and doing stand up is about sort of be immediately going on being funny keeping it going mm. like that and I found it really hard doing both um, I started so I started doing street theatre and then I I'd get I'd got a gig up the creek because Malcolm Hardy liked what I did because it was a bit <laughs> sort of more off the wall and um, and so I. I got there and I was working there and I was approach, approaching all the other gigs and they were saying, oh, I know you're too street entertainer-ish. Um, what, what, does, what do they mean by that? Uh, too performative? Or? Uh, in that I was using props and, 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 mm. and just not being sort of snappy enough, I suppose, really. Um, and then I was finding that I, because I was getting employed to do um, street entertaining festivals, you know, sort of in shopping centres and that kind of thing. And then I stopped getting those gigs because I was getting mm. a bit too not rude but just a bit too <laughs> bit adult you know in a not in a particularly rude way but just just as a kind of more of a sort of adult show and um and so i just thought i need to choose one of these two disciplines i suppose and yeah. um and just settled on uh settled on how's it going the bacon how, still, aren't they? Is it, did it not does anyone else oh, wow. want to have it oh there's some some of it here going on it's got all, i want to see empty plates Mainly bacon. I don't want to see any. Yep, come on. <laughs> clean plates. Nobody asked me. Duncan, do you want any? No, Duncan. Nobody asked me if I wanted any. Well, whatever. It doesn't I'm matter. Right, thanks. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Um, do you want yeah. some? What? That guy's presenting the plate to you? Adam. I'm fine, thank you. Um, don't complain then. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do you think that there are uh, circus elements in this show? In the sort the sort of danger aspect or the. Um, not really circus particularly. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I saw, I, I started, my, my inspiration to start performing was going to see a circus called Archaos that was mm-hmm. this um, French circus that were in Edinburgh uh, when I was 18, 19, so I'm 45 now, so was that 23? 20, no, longer than that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, longer than that. Yeah, no, no 27, 28 years ago. <laughs> There's a man like, nodding shit. in the audience. <laughs> hey, I was getting my, the three either side of the five, long way around, <laughs> something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, and I came up and saw them and was just blown away and thought, mm. I want to do something like that. But then my street show was never particularly circus. I mean, it did a little bit of juggling, but it mm. was never. I was never like a kind of circus performer. But I suppose, I suppose there are elements of it in the. I mean, in the, the show I'm doing now, I use blowtorches at the end. Yeah, there's a spectacle like, element of it. I yeah, think, that I think yeah. I, I, as an audience member, I think I'd find the idea of that quite exciting. There's yeah, blowtorch and stuff, and something's produced on stage. Yeah, I, I suppose really there cool. is. I've never really thought of it as circusy, but but yeah, I suppose it is. It <laughs> I is think quite. even down to the fact that there is a risk. I was when I was watching you, I was like, he's going to burn himself. He's definitely going to burn himself. Yeah. Um, no faith. <laughs> he's, a, he's a professional. You know, he does this for a living, Adam. No, I, well, I was. But only... you would get that in a circus, wouldn't you? You know, you get that in a circus with yeah. someone on a trapeze. I suppose you uh, kind of go, "Oh God, they're going to fall," even yeah. though you know where they're probably not. But do you do you get injured doing this show? Um, I did cut myself really badly at Soho Theatre. I was doing a run there in March, and um, and I was at, right near the beginning of the show, and I was cutting some bread. I got a really sharp knife, 
and I just went straight into my finger. And so I just oh, I really quickly held it like that. I was gripping it. And I thought if I hold on to it for long enough, maybe it'll sort of, you know, kind of knit back together. And uh, anyway, and I carried on and blah, blah, blah. And then about three minutes in, I thought, oh, I've got to move it. And I just took it off like that. And it just went blood everywhere. And I had to cool down and say, like, I've cut my finger. And <laughs> someone came down and dressed it on stage. And we, you know, turned it into part of the show, really. But um, And little burns, but I mean, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing worse than you get in a kitchen. I was gonna say, what's the, what's the worst it's gone? What have have you ever had a show where it's absolutely fallen apart? Um, nothing really terrible. Uh, the first year I did the Fringe, I was doing the pancakes, and so they were so in the the hotel room cooking show. There was a, a starter, a main course, and a dessert, and that was the dessert, but without the bacon. And um, uh, anyway, and I was doing that, and I only had one egg. And I just dropped the egg on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it went everywhere like that. And I said, well, look, I've got, I've got to finish the show. I'm going to cook the, the pancakes. So, so I scraped the egg off the floor, <laughs> cooked it with that. And I said, you know, this egg's been on the floor. So don't eat the pancakes. You know, do, you can have a look at them and photograph them at the end. Anyway, and then the food all got carried out by the audience. And they, they go into the Gilda balloon into one of the bars, put the food out and everyone followed. Anyway, brought back completely empty plates. Everyone had just eaten, eaten everything, <laughs> even, even though they'd seen what I'd done. But uh, people are gross. Yeah, people are just, I think, free food. and it's uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Ian? Yep. Oh, is it another Ian question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. All right. Um, do you ever get stressed out cooking with normal tools? Um, do you mean like a cooking appliance? Like in an yeah, ordinary kitchen? Appliances. <laughs> yes. Normal yeah. tools. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You do. Certainly. Um yeah, I've got a family. I've got, you know, mm-hmm. three children and, and with them, they're all mm-hmm. older now, but when they're all running around and, yeah, that would stress me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in like sort of like you're so used to using power tools and stuff like that and now it's like going back to using regular cooking appliances is like you can't or, deal with them. Or like they're the difficult <laughs> ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could yeah. be like that, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for asking. It's hardly a huge it was a, surprise. A joke actually. question. So. It was a joke question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't massively clear. Do you want to play the question out, Ian? Thank yeah. you for that. The barnstormer. <laughs> but I mean, say you're hosting a party. Yeah. Is there now an expectation of, oh, George is going to do something crazy with the um, food? I don't think there is really no. I mean, your friends it's one know of those. You as a human they being know me, yeah. Here. It's like, yeah. I mean, I would imagine if I were to go to a party with people I didn't mm-hmm. know who knew, oh, Nikki's husband's a comedian, kind of thing, you know. Oh yeah. yeah then yeah. they That's might go, oh, so you're going to cook with it? You know? We'd be a bit pissed off if but you just brought like a stove. And yeah. Something, yeah. <laughs> a not takeaway. Really, not pissed off, but yeah, <laughs> it's not the same. But yeah, no. I mean, certainly that there, there would, but yeah, there. I mean, that's an interesting thing, I suppose, is that whole thing of if you are a comedian and when you meet people who are sort of outside of your circle of friends who are kind of like, oh, so are you going to oh, cook on that? Especially on because it's such a, a niche thing that, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I guess, does that get boring, that, that element of are you going to cook me? Only as boring as, you know, if you're being introduced to someone as a comedian at a party and they say, oh, tell us a joke. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, it's yeah, the same yeah. as that really, isn't it? Do you have a joke for that? No, I just say, oh, shut up. <laughs> or, or, actually, no, I usually say I'm a web designer or something like that, just so I don't have to, uh, yeah. don't have to engage. Um, <laughs> so in your, in your hour-long shows, um, yeah. how does that differ from when you're doing spots? Do When you do spots, do you do spots as 
like like what you did for us today? Do you do spots where you do a, you cook something? And uh, I've started doing spots where normally, mm. I mean, if I if I'm doing a comedy club, I'll mm. do my normal twenty yeah, yeah, minutes, yeah. which is a uh, very proppy kind of stand up show. So I've got a big case and and you know lots of prop jokes, sort of Tommy Cooper esque, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, but I have started since this has kind of taken off more. I've started having clubs say, "Oh, can you come and do a cooking yeah. set?" And actually, it's got a bit confusing. So, so I would, if someone booked me to do a comedy club, I'd just assume they want me to do my normal stuff. Yeah. And I've turned up, and they've got a photo of me with the apron and the irons or something. And it's <laughs> like, oh no, that's not what I, you know. That's a solo yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I found it kind of in this sort of environment in a festival, it works. But I don't know if it. Maybe I just need to have the the courage to do it. But in a kind of regular comedy club, I think. Uh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just a bit too uh, unexpected and yeah. off the wall. So in in your in your hour long show, what's the ratio between cooking and stand up? Is it is it completely like integrated like it was just then, or do you cook and then stop and then? Uh, well, I'm cooking all the way through. I mean, I literally, uh-huh. I mean, I st- there's you know a little sort of five minute preamble, and then I start cooking, and then it's cooking right right till the end because I mean I've got uh-huh. to do three proper dishes in an hour. Uh-huh. So with that five minutes, you know, you've got twenty yeah, less yeah. than twenty minutes per per dish. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a bit of stopping and starting, but it is, but it's pretty much I'm, you know, I'm at the workbench cooking for the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it must be useful having that format where you can do you can do three meals. You can do do you do you start a main course dessert breakfast? Uh, yeah. So so the first show uh, in the hotel that was a that was a, a starter main course and dessert. This time I thought I'd do a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Have you genu- genuinely been like? removed from hotel you practiced it in hot in actual hotels a little bit yeah i mean not to those extremes were they not, not r- really pissed off no because i didn't do i mean i i um <laughs> to shatter any you know illusions that i've been ruining hotels i um i mean i've, d- I've done muscles in a kettle but I, I i went and bought a kettle from argos just to, <laughs> to record that film because i thought you know i can't wreck a hotel kettle i'll get in trouble um but you can do loads of stuff without ruining it you know putting greaseproof paper on top and and cooking through that, you know, baking parchment, it takes the heat and transfers through. So you can fry a piece of fish on an iron with a bit of with a bit of baking parchment between the fish and the iron, <laughs> and you'll cook the fish, and the iron won't smell of anything. What do you think's next? What's th- is there any meal that you go? I'd love to be able to do that with that implement, but I haven't got the resources yet. Uh, I've th- I mean, I've, I'm I'm thinking not so much about meals, but as uh, I'm thinking about environments for the next mm-hmm. show. So I want to do a third one. Uh, so I'm thinking car. That's there's loads of <laughs> opportunities to cook in cars. You know, um, under the bonnet, drying stuff out on the dashboard, cooking a tiny breakfast on a little cigarette lighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, prison. I've had a few people come up to me after doing the hotel show saying, uh, "I work in prisons, and this is this is what." inmates do they you know they work out ways of of cooking you know being innovative with what they've got so like a guide to how to cook in prison yeah kind of i mean this the the diy chef show's got a bit of a narrative running through it about why this guy is in a shed okay um and then it ends quite i don't want to give it not it's all kind of vague but it's sort of the implication at the end is that he's not been banished to the shed by his wife he's been left and he's just in a shed and that's why he's cooking in a shed because everyone's gone um so i quite like the idea that then the next show is there's a reason you know maybe even a dark reason why he's in the shed and then he he's on the road and then he's 
in a school or in a lab or something and then in prison at the end something uh-huh. like that um how i wanted to ask how do you navigate like people's senses being engaged with something that's going on whilst you're uh, sort of telling jokes at the same time do you find people get distracted by the like smells and tastes of the food um i guess it's just practice i mean i think it's just really you know writing the show vaguely trying it out realizing okay that's too busy there so if mm. i'm talking when i'm doing that then they're just looking at that and they're not listening <laughs> so moving it around and just yeah just like with any kind of bit of performance you know just just practicing it and and letting that sort of natural filtration process you know make you end up with something that that works mm-hmm. uh yeah it's just it seems hard for me to like it's hard enough to navigate you know if the like audience are distracted by i don't know a light or something yeah but being distracted by the smell of bacon is such a specifically difficult thing to like, yeah. pick out i'd imagine well i guess um i'm mean, thinking about the show i mean a lot of the the stand up is about or the 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 sort of jokes are are relating to what i'm doing so it kind of it's not like doing one thing and talking about something completely different. It's it's talking about. I'm worried this keeps clicking. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's my finger being. Oh yeah, hold it there like that. Is that better? Thank you. Um, uh, they're heavy these, aren't they? Yeah, yeah heavy, isn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> heavier than a normal mic, mm. but better. Everyone so says you know. <laughs> Do they all say that? Yeah, everyone has said it's a huge mic. It yeah. is huge, isn't it? Yeah. For yeah. like a <laughs> infant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I suppose. Uh, uh, yeah, what I'm talking about is is relating to what I'm doing, so mm. that mm-hmm. so they're less going to be distracted by it. Mm. Can you can you see can you separate yourself now? Um, this what you do now to stand up. Can you see yourself going back to doing hour long stand up shows, even if they're sort of prop based? And stuff? Well, I've never done an hour long stand up show. Oh, just you, okay. The, I've only done the cooking shows. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Do you think is that something you could imagine doing, or do you think what doing an hour long stand up? Yeah, show? Or like yeah, maybe. Based. I mean, I kind of I think. Um, uh, I think there's almost a danger of if you're if you're doing like a regular stand-up show and going from doing sort of you know for years and years of doing a, a tight twenty-minute set and then suddenly coming to a festival and going right I've got to do an hour. I think it's actually it's tricky. Do you do you try and stretch that out and turn that into an hour or do you? And my my approach was right. I'd do something different yeah. rather than just try and elongate my my circuit thing because um, I think that's there's a lot of criticism of people who do that rightly or wrongly and um, so I think that was that was my approach but then maybe now that I've done a couple of hour-long shows that are separate from my stand-up maybe now to come back one year and go okay I'm going to do a, a longer stand-up thing or maybe write you know uh, using bits of my circuit stuff but but write an hour that maybe that would work and I'd I come at it from a different angle having done these two shows uh, do you think well, how do you how uh, easy do you think the audience find it watching you in all these different things so have you found it sort of harder to build up a fan base with because you've got so many different things going on at the same time or to, to, is it easy to you know to watch you doing the cooking and then also to watch you doing your prop based stuff and um, well I feel like I've I've I think I, I don't think I ever got any kind of fan base doing the circuit I think right. that's what's just so nice about doing a solo show is that um you know, doing the circuit is great. So you go and do a comedy club, but it's just full of people who've gone, well, I'm going to go to a comedy club and watch some comedy and they yeah. might like what you do and then you might not be their cup of tea. What's so nice about doing a solo show 
is that you can build that fan base. So, you know, the people who come and see me here, I assume a lot of them are people who've gone, right, we want to go and see him do that, not we just want to go and see some comedy. And then that does build up a fan base. But, um, but yeah, I don't think I got any kind of fan base from, from the circuit at all. Ian. Yep. Oh, another Ian. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do the last Ian question mm. now. Um, I forgot to ask at the beginning. Can you all think of some questions? Uh, <laughs> we'll do questions after Ian's question, if that's yep. all right. So have a, have a think of a question, if you can, for George. I mean, or us, but preferably George. Um, and we'll do that in a minute. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds quite nice today. I don't know, for some reason. Um, yep. Yeah, anyway. So who are some of your influences, both cooking and comedy? <coughs> okay. Um, my uh, my f- favorite. In fact, I can answer that. I can answer both of those with one Ooh. name, and that is Gennaro Contaldo. Yep. Who is the <laughs> the guy who cooks with Jamie Oliver? He's kind of right. mentor. You know, the Italian guy with the oh, sweat yeah. back here. Oh yeah. Okay. Because I just think he is such a natural clown. I think he's so funny when you watch him on Saturday Kitchen or on any of his own mm-hmm. shows or on the Two Greedy Italians. Do people I just know think who he is? Do you know who I mean? There's a guy nodding at the back of glasses. Some do. Well, <laughs> Google him. Google <laughs> yes. Gennaro Contaldo. Look him up on YouTube. He is just I wouldn't know how to spell that. Well, it doesn't you matter. start you writing it up, in Google, yeah, it'll correct yeah. it, won't it? Um, uh, yeah, anyway, he's uh, he's just he's so funny and he's a brilliant chef and he's so full of passion. And uh, yeah, I could watch him for his cooking and I could just watch him because he's so charismatic. Yeah. And before you got into into the cooking element of it, like stand, would, would, did you watch a lot of stand up? Did you watch a lot of, or more like Tommy Cooper? You mentioned Tommy Cooper. Yeah, I like Tommy Cooper. Come on, who doesn't like Tommy Cooper? Oh, I I do. I think I think ISIS. Probably they probably don't. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Eddie Izzard I was really into when I started. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's brilliant. Um, I don't know. I could probably read off a much bigger list of people I don't like, but I won't do that. <laughs> no, do no, it. I won't do that. Please do. Anything no, I to won't. get in, listeners. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd, we'll just do that privately. I'll write it down a little. Oh, yeah. We'll do that afterwards. Yeah. That'd be great. Right. Audience. You've been sitting there very patiently, right? Do mm-hmm. you have any... Do we have any questions? If you do have a question... Ah, yes. Uh, we'll bring your mic over. And if people want to think of something, we'll, uh, we'll bring the old mic around. Has any dish ever foxed you completely? Foxed me what? Like I. In terms of like using, say you wanted to cook a particular thing in the shed, you really wanted to cook it, but you just couldn't get it to work. And what has happened? Um, not really. I mean, I suppose rather than thinking of a dish and then going, how do I cook it? I've I've actually gone from the other direction. So I've looked at what I've got and thought. Okay, what can I cook with this? So, so yeah, so it, it yeah, so I've, I've having started from that, I haven't. That I guess that's why nothing's really failed because I've thought, okay, this mm. it kind of fries, this kind of, you know, grills, and so then worked out what I can do with that. And is there really so many implement implements you can find in a shed or in a hotel that can do the same thing as or very similar thing as as an actual? Yeah, I mean, in the what well, I mean in the the the. Uh, shed show i use so i use the wallpaper stripper for steaming i've got a, a hot air gun and that works like a bit like a grill what's a hot air gun um like a paint stripping gun so not like a blowtorch so, okay. it blows, so it's got a coil in it and it blows really hot like like kind of halfway between a blowtorch and a um hairdryer uh-huh. so like really super super hot but not you know uh-huh. won't actually burn it and then a blowtorch which is like um is that is this this i end? think it is, is that, that yeah but is it? it's not your fault um 
uh what else do i use uh and then planes for you know like sort of shaving stuff mm -hmm. and um uh drills you know put whisk on it you can you know so there's <laughs> there's there's so many uh -huh. yeah pretty much you must like when you're in b&q you must wander the aisles oh, yeah. like yeah. listlessly oh, when i was developing this show i just i was pouring over a screw fix <laughs> catalog all the time <laughs> going, what about that what about that that's too expensive that's sort of yeah. um do we have any other questions not at all mm, yes we have <laughs> do your kids find you funny <laughs> and or that, your wife um <laughs> that's 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 even more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think they i think they do now they're all they're my youngest is 17 and my oldest is 22 so now they've kind of uh <laughs> grown into it and and you know i mean i think you know as all kids would there was a stage when it was just like oh it's just an idiot embarrassing <laughs> idiot but now they'll come to shows and they like okay. they'll like coming up to this and being part of it you know and being immersed in it and and I think my wife finds me funny. I don't know. We've got a very different sense of humour, actually. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll think Alan Partridge is superb and she'll just go, I just don't really get it. And I'm just like, how are we together? <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there's all sorts of relationships like that. <laughs> Any more questions? Any more questions? Okay, cool. Well, I think then we'll wrap up. Um, can we have a last round of applause, please, for George Egg? Thank you. I've noticed something, Adam. Yes. You have. You seem to say a lot. You have an, a, a bit of an obsession with asking people what the worst gig they've ever done is. Do I do that a lot? You do an awful lot. You say to them... I think that's because... What's I, the worst gig you've ever done? I think that's when I run out of ideas and I have nothing oh, in my head. Because it happens every time about five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those questions people... <laughs> it's one of those questions people just want to know. You know, they want to go, yeah, oh, but what's there, the worst gig no you've ever There is no straight had? answer. If I don't answer there. that, if I don't ask that, yeah. then it'll just get asked at the end. True. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, people are, the people want to know that. Unless we have one Irish audience member. Yeah, like Aiden. exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're out there, Aiden. Thank you. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. Is he dead? <laughs> He's dead to me. Yeah, <laughs> we saw him going to. That's no, not important. I'm not going to mention that. <laughs> um, anyway, if you want to, uh, fascinating. If you want to uh, find out more about where George Egg is performing, you can go to anarchistcook.info, or you can find him on Twitter at George Egg. It's pretty simple. Okay. And how are we spelling egg? E G G. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. How yeah. did you think we might spell? No, it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and what was that weird conversation we had with Sue Pollard about George what Egg? Do you remember? No, no. We, we said something about interviewing George Egg and she said oh that must be Adam or something do you remember that oh yeah she assumed I think because you were saying my head was shaped like an egg <laughs> no, and I, I didn't thought... say that I think she thought that of her own accord yeah. right okay well somehow she came to the opinion that my head looked like an egg and she got <laughs> our names confused and she went well George Egg yeah very confusing yeah, but I think it could also be a, a bit have been another name for Willis and Veer. Yeah, we could George, be George and Egg. George and Egg. But he's already taken that now. Yeah, but your head doesn't look like an egg. No, my it head looks like an egg from the top. If you're looking at an egg that was balanced on its end from the sky, yeah, I don't know why I'd be doing that. Well, you might as well do something. But what, so if you were doing that, that would look like your head. What does an Adam's head look like? Well, it's just round, isn't it? Yeah, it's just round. But I think we've been through this on the podcast before because of the Hayward round. It's a sphere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 genetics, isn't it? Somehow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It travels down my my um from my father's. <laughs> round so your dad's not got that round ahead. No, he didn't have. He's the done around. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he oh he didn't have it. Yeah, it, it skipped him. Yeah, and that would be a great finale if we could just the podcast or something. If we could have um this tested, 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. We, we get I your... wonder if it's a medical term. We'll, we'll go into a hospital and go, do you have anything on the Hayward round? Yeah, and they say, take two of these a day and it'll be <laughs> sorted. <laughs> I take four it's and my incurable. head gets really long. <laughs> or you just don't bother, you forget. Yeah, mm. um, it's rounder. <laughs> okay, well, that seems like a good end to that. I mean, that was all a lot of nonsense. Um, Thank you, George. <laughs> great. Uh, so, yeah. Come George and see our really... show. Yeah, whatever. Come and see our show. <laughs> the King's Head. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, we really enjoyed that one. If you really enjoyed this one, come and see our show at the King's you're Head. You're doing a thing with your eyes where you sound like you're imitating me, but you're doing it in a bored <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, well, they can't see that. So it was pointless bringing it out. Right. Um, yeah, so come to the show and <laughs> do it again. <laughs> come to the show. Serious about World War Two, Comedy Fast, King's Head. Islington. London. Please. Islington, Jeremy Corbyn. Please come. Uh, Labour Party. Please come. Well, he is uh, the MP for that area, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he'll Fine be there. Right. Jeremy Corbyn will be there every This has got boring. Right, come to the show. <laughs> See you later. See you next time. We've got um, uh, Deliso Chaponda from Britain's Got Talent. It's Vote just me on my own. It's really funny. It's good without the other two. See you later. Oh.